everybody. Welcome to Apocalyptic Haven. I'm Herc, aka Hercules, and this is the show where we interview interesting people and discuss interesting topics. Today I've got someone really special. Um, I first saw her on Facebook when she was uh, building a yoga studio out in the woods, uh, basically building it herself. And what really got me about her was the fact that she had actually left London and I think she came through to Durban to pursue a dream of basically starting her own yoga studio. Um, so here we have Kate on the line. Kate, AKA Kate, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Kate and what is Kate about? <laughs> well, you got it mostly right there. Um, I was born in England and grew up in South Africa and went back to England um, and came back to South Africa with a few stops on the way. But now yeah. um, I'm kind of a traveling yogi um, like you said, I'm building a studio at home, um, but I like to come back to India and do as much training as I can. So that's where I'm at right now. Wow, that sounds uh, quite a jam-packed life you have there. <laughs> <laughs> where did it start off? You said you were born in London, England, um, and then you said you went back there. Uh, what exactly were you doing? How long were you there? Well, so I went back when I was 21 um, and I was a makeup artist at the time. So I was working for one of those big brands in their store, doing the whole retail thing, working long hours, telling people that they weren't pretty enough and they needed to buy this amazing product to make them more beautiful and socially acceptable. Um, that for a while. And obviously it's a little bit on the soul destroying side. Um, as Sure. Um, and then I actually moved to Germany in between coming back to South Africa. And that was where I started this sort of more holistic approach to life. Um, I, really? I, always, I went there to kill my ego. Um, and I actually worked as a I had my own business doing housekeeping and cleaning for people. And obviously I was still doing the makeup on the side. Sorry, yeah. sorry. This is the interesting part for me. Um, what made you decide that you needed to to search for more or that this was actually soul destroying and um that you needed more out of life what what drove you towards that or what was the motivating factor for you i was working for a big fortune 500 company you know and it's a multi-billion dollar industry basically telling women and other people that wear makeup that they're not good enough as they are and it okay. just didn't sit you know, at the end of the day, you're counting, you're working really hard and counting money for other people. You know, you get paid minimum wage. Company makes billions all off people's low self-esteem. And it just, it shook me a little bit. So I guess that was where it started. And I moved to Berlin and I was only doing these really creative projects. I was doing art internships. I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped dyeing my hair. I stopped shaving. Um, and yeah, <laughs> kind of... Wow. It sounds like you went through a whole new uh, personality or character redefinition. Uh, can you tell us what that was like? It was definitely a process. Um, I think Berlin as a place is just so much more low-key than what London is like. Um, and it's a, a whole underground scene and people are very much more into being real and not about presenting an image. I mean, I don't know if it's is still it like 
it seems to be commercialized. But, um, Did you find that the environment was conducive and it allowed you to be who you were or to, to find yourself? Absolutely. Um, I, I, Berlin will always have a special place in my heart. I was there for two years and everyone is just doing their own thing. They're really supportive of like all the green earth movements. Everything's organic. Everything's vegan. Everything's sort of, you know, fuck the system, anti-capital, anti-fascist. It's, it was, well, I mean, it's always been in line with me, but you know, you can really live it there. Yeah. So, so why yoga? Yoga is an amazing tool. Um, I've I've done it on and off for years and years. Um, but I went through some really heavy stuff. I lost my dad, and then yoga really became a tool for me. I realized it wasn't just a cool exercise. It's actually something that can change your whole mindset. It can get you out of a depression. It can get not just get you out of a depression, but it can get you into a really positive and healthy mind state where you're motivated and you're self-empowered and not looking outside for all these kind of things to make you feel good it's within you so, um yeah yeah so it sounds like it's actually like a process because i know um just speaking personally i mean obviously i don't have as much experience as you but when i used to do yoga it used to um bring up issues that i hadn't dealt with and it helped me to deal with it and is this what you find um through your journey has happened for you. I mean, like you said, it helped you to deal with what happened with your father and such, but obviously it was a journey. And was that what uh, Germany was for you? Was it the journey to discovery? And what was that like? Well, I'm really glad that you've experienced that with yoga, first of all, because it, it really does. It brings up emotional and mental blocks that we have. And so I'm glad you've got that experience from it because not everybody sees that side of it. So cool. Um, but yeah, Germany was out of that um, I think when I moved back to South Africa in um, 2016 ish um, that was when I really went headfirst into yoga that became just it started just an hour a week where I realized that that was my time where my thoughts wouldn't overwhelm me and I stopped having these feelings um, bad feelings went away good feelings went away there was just this kind of blissful nothingness which now that I understand more about yoga is kind of the point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a process. And every time I do yoga, I learn something new about it. So I think it's a lifelong, a lifelong process. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this yoga studio and um, what, what prompted you to start it? When did it start? And can you give us a little bit of information about that journey? I'm still laughing about the fact that you said it's in the woods because you're from anywhere in Durban. It's basically rural. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rural. Um, geez, it's a really long story. Um, Go for it. It's so long. So I did my first yoga training in 2017. So yeah, two years ago, the first time I came to India and I met a guy, you know, when you meet someone and it seems like a really good idea at the time. Yeah. Well, not, yes, not, not really, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a guy, but, you know, so I met this American guy and um, we kind of hit it off. And instead of coming back to South Africa after doing my training, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the UK and I'm going to work my ass off for the whole summer so I can go to the States and see this guy and travel the States a bit. You know? 
so I did. I did that. I went and did like four jobs over the summer in the UK and went to the States. And this guy was also a yogi. And we did this road trip where we went to the Rocky Mountains and we spent some time doing these natural building workshops and things like that. And um, he was had a little bit of black somewhere in his heritage. So you know how Americans are. They're like, I need to go to my homeland. <laughs> and, <laughs> so he was really excited to you know move back to South Africa with me and we'd done like this tiny house building workshop as well so he was like yeah let's do that build a tiny house slash yoga studio wow. and long story I built a tiny house <laughs> slash yoga <laughs> studio and he never showed up oh wow okay yeah um so that was a fun time for me um thinking that I was going to have all this support and then not getting it. But you know what? It's been the biggest, most amazing. Right. Okay. Can I just, I want to stress this fact because um, I actually saw the pictures on Facebook. You physically built this yourself. I mean, with help from others, but physically you were, uh, yeah. you were taking part in the building. I would like to have done a lot more than what I did. Um, at the end of the day, um, I have a really good friend called Crosby, who's a carpenter and he needed a I needed strong male muscles, so we, we created, and he did a lot of the hard work, the designs and stuff I did myself, the planning, the purchasing, the sourcing, all the materials, which are all obviously secondhand or upcycled or whatever trendy, green, eco-friendly work you can apply to secondhand scrap these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I was sawing and treating wood and hammering nails and doing stuff like that. Um, I would have, I really would have liked to have done more, but it wasn't possible because I had to work. I was expecting to have this American backup and when he wasn't going to pull through, I couldn't sit at home and build a house all day. I had to go and start teaching. Yeah, I didn't come back to South Africa with this plan of like, oh, I'm going to start my yoga brand and build a house. I was like, okay, I'm going to build this tiny studio. And so let's just like backtrack you you're living in this place you're building it and you're designing it and you're running yoga classes at the same time yeah so luckily um it's in my mom's backyard okay. <laughs> so I had, um i had a little room to stay in it's not like i was living in a tent while i was building i had i had a roof over my head um and food to eat but the it's meant to be a two-man budget, and it ended up being a one-man budget. So I really had to divide my energy in between trying to find work and trying to make the yoga thing successful. So, so I had to build. So what what would you say is the takeaways that you've learned from just this this whole experience? I mean, from having to rely on someone, that person not being there, and then having That's to know this by yourself. Um. I would say you can never plan too much, but at some point you have to start. You have to start, otherwise you will never start. But um, in hindsight, I think maybe I could have anticipated the fact that it was going to cost more. Um, and maybe, I, you know, it's always nice to do one thing at a time and not have to divide your energy between trying to be a off-grid tiny house builder and a sort of roving yoga teacher because you don't have a permanent studio to teach out of it's two very full-time jobs and um, i would say if you have the choice pick one <laughs> and then do the other. <laughs> okay um 
So I've seen some pictures because I've also followed you on Instagram and we've been chat. That's where we've been chatting um, under your username, Kate, AKA Kate. And I know you're in India now. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there at the moment? Um, I'm doing more yoga training. So I would really like my career to move in the direction of yoga therapy. So this is taking it away from just this very external physical side of yoga that people see, especially on Instagram, you know, it's a very visual platform. So yeah. it's hard to post a picture of your inner mental state. <laughs> um, especially when people don't like to read the captions under pictures, uh, seem to recall you. Um, <laughs> so it has become this very external thing. I'm, I was meant to be doing a yoga therapy training here as well, but you know, you can never, trust things that you see on the internet. Sometimes you book a course, you get to the place and you realize it's not what you think it's going to be. So I actually was meant to be doing another month of training, but I didn't like the place I was at. So I've just to travel a bit and get deeply involved in my own meditation, my own practice to see what I learned from that instead of just consuming information from other people. Oh, that's good. Um, Will you also be doing like a, a train the trainer type of uh, training soon? Will you actually teach other people or you actually instruct other yogis to become practitioners or trainers, so to speak? I would like to, um, I'd definitely like to do that. A few people did ask, I did, I've actually done two training programs while I was out here and some people have suggested that I do it, but I think it's something you really need to earn that position it's too easy for people to think they know everything and think that it's time for them to teach other teachers but I'm still not done being a student um I'd really like to be a, I'd like to be more assured of my expertise before I start inflicting it on other people um I'm happy with interesting, teaching interesting choice of words <laughs> <laughs> I look I, I'm, I'm a controversial yogi um I do have problems with the modern and the traditional schools, which I try and engage in rational debate and people up here don't want to hear it. Um, but I'm just going to keep doing what I do. I put a special effort on the internal aspect of yoga, as well as the correct anatomical aspects of yoga. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at modern yoga, they don't want to know about meditation and the internal aspects. And if you look at traditional yoga, they're not really interested in, you know, anatomical alignment and things like that. I mean, you've got Iyengar, of course, but a lot of the traditional Hatha yogis don't care. They're just like, no, just get into the pose, man. Hold it for as long as you can. And I'm like, no, this is, this is how people get hurt. <laughs> um, I don't want to avoid. That's why I'm looking at yoga therapy. So, so what can people expect if they're coming to your, your class or your studio? Um, a journey. Um, I think one of the things that people like the most about my classes is that I do, I specialize in this thing called yoga nidra, which is a type of meditation that really lets you travel inward. So we do all the asana, we do all the poses and you get a nice stretch. You become very aware of your body inside and out, but mainly you get to switch off the mind for a little bit and experience a really deep relaxation and a really deep kind of intuition with your inner self. Well, I'd like to think that's what people experience. That's what they say. So very cathartic. So yes. um, what can we look forward to from Kate, a.k.a. Kate, in the, the next six months? Um, in the 
2019 <laughs> into 2020. I'm sitting in this hotel room in India right now and I'm planning what kind of content that the world really needs to see. Um, it's very hard to get people to engage with what do you want to know about yoga. So if they're not going to tell me, I'm going to tell them what I think they should know. So I'm going to start um, really publishing a lot about how you can apply yoga philosophy in a practical way um, and bring awareness to the concept of awareness. I'd like to do a few videos. I'd like to have some scheduled content going out that people can rely on. They can go and look on my Facebook. They can look on my Instagram and see something that they didn't know before and that they haven't seen, you know. So, so what I'm hearing is, is that your vision is almost to help guide people to a state of awareness where they get back to who they were before the world almost piled all the junk onto them or gave them all this junk to carry. Um, I, think that's you're, I think you're a born yogi. I think you really just cut to the point of the matter. <laughs> <laughs> In what would have taken me paragraphs, you just nailed it. Um, that's the whole point of yoga is to, to get rid of the junk, to like clear the mind, get rid of all the constant chattering voices and just remind yourself that you are pure consciousness. Um, and it's not as complicated as you think. People want this yoga to be this mystical specialized. It's just yoga. It's very simple. People complicate and the job. This, this is the thing that I've also noticed. Sorry to cut you off there. Is that I found that people are all about this enlightenment and awareness and being spiritual, but a lot of them don't want to do the work because a lot of the times the work is that it's the ugly, it's the grimy stuff. You know, it's going in, it's doing some soul searching doing some changes is admitting when you're wrong. It's uh, admitting where you've messed up, admitting where maybe people hurt you in the past, but yes, you also had a role to play in it. And I think maybe what I found is sometimes people fall by the side because they don't fully grasp that in order to reach that level of enlightenment, you actually have to do some really dirty work. You need to get your hands dirty and actually apply yourself. You are dead right. Um, and it's become this great big positivity cult where everything is just like light and love and blessed. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> living my no, like the darkness is real. The darkness is a big part of the journey and people think it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Like you've... Yeah, you, you nailed it. You said it. There's a lot of work that people don't want to do um, because also because they've been conditioned by this positivity mindset that having bad thoughts or going through dark stuff is something to be avoided. And it's not because then it just becomes suppression and then it festers. And then one day all the darkness catches you and you kind of wish you dealt with it instead of just being like, haha, namaste, love and light. Um, <laughs> yeah. Woosah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of a joke, actually. Um, one of the one of my teachers from the ashram I was just at calls me Ma Kali, and she's the the <laughs> dark, girl, um, the one stamped out consciousness itself. <laughs> what did she call you? Sorry, you went uh, dark for a minute. Uh, I was saying there's a bit of a joke. They called me Ma Kali at the last ashram I was at, and she's like the warrior goddess of the dark, you know. <laughs> Wasn't Kali like in that one Indiana Jones movie? I know I'm going off scripture, but I, I, I'm pretty sure there wasn't Temple of Doom where they had Kali. 
Uh, anyway. I'm going to have to check that out. Don't think I've seen it. <laughs> so where can people check you out? Um, which social media? What are your usernames? Where can we get hold of you? Where can they follow you? So my personal Instagram is aka underscore Kate. That's just me doing my thing, my travels and everything. And if they're interested in yoga, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as doing yoga now. Like yoga now. And that's where I post actual information. Well, I try and post actual information about yoga as well as my classes and workshops and things as they come up. Obviously, right now it's all a bit travel themed. <laughs> of course, yes. So I know we're going to close off now, but uh, I know I'm going, to, I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't ask you for this. We didn't prep for this. But if you can leave the, the listeners with just three things, what would those three things be? Mm, okay. The first thing is it's all inside you. There is nothing that you need externally. Everything you need is inside you, first and foremost. Um, the second thing would be as I know I'm saying this while I'm busy traveling exciting parts of the country, but rather spend your time traveling inwards. Don't sit and focus on, like I said, don't focus on the external. Spend an hour a day really trying to meditate and you'll find much more exciting stuff in the mind than outside in the world. Um, and the third thing is, I think, be genuine to you like you don't have to be genuine to other people like that's just another part of that positivity cult nonsense um just make sure that you're always acting in your own best interest because if the whole world blows up except you that's what you're going to have to deal with i love that powerful stuff. especially yeah. the last point um be true to you i like that i was thing is i was actually discussing that this morning um with a very close friend of mine dear friend of mine um, I was saying, like, it doesn't matter what the whole world thinks. It's what you think because the journey is with yourself. Yeah. And you need to be happy with what you're doing, you know. Yeah. And um, there was this other thing that was with me this week. And it was, I'd rather be me than who I'm supposed to be. So in yeah. line with what you did, forget with what the world wants you to, to be or to do. Be yourself. You know, stand out, be yourself, stop conforming. Uh, and find out who it is that you are and be that person. Yeah, I, mean, be I your think being yourself means that you have to be this total out there weirdo either. I think that's one of the main things that I've actually learned on this journey is that sometimes being me means locking myself in a room for a week and ignoring everyone. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm out of here, bye. You know, it doesn't mean, you know, waving the freak flag every day. It's just... <laughs> I don't want to be in this environment so I'm not going to be in this environment bye catch you on the flip side and I wish I'd learned that like 10 years ago honestly but hey it's a journey I know she she uh she speaks and she sounds like she's quite old but she's actually very very young she's probably like 10 years younger than me but uh I'm talking about Kate um <laughs> she's just she just sounds quite wise for age <laughs> That's all. And she is quite wise. Love to know how old you think I am. No, I'm just not going there. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> I'm not playing that game. <laughs> You'll lose. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Kate, thanks for joining. Um, having me. I'll post your, everyone listening, I will post Kate's links in the description. 
Go follow, go check her out. Uh, she's doing great things. I'm at least impressed with what she's doing. Uh, Kate, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for joining the show. And hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, definitely. Let's do another one and I'll prepare more next time. <laughs> we'll do one when you're back. Awesome. Thanks so much.